time for a no huddle here on ITG, episode 13. Wesley Euler with the best teammates in the business, Jed Drenning, the signal caller, and of course the runaway beer truck, Professor Owen Schmidt. I've got the professor with me. I've got Jagger Allen Poe with me. If you caught our first edition of the ITG no huddle ahead of the Virginia Tech week, uh, you'll know what this is all about, but it's shorter, condensed. We've got Owen, the professor. He's going to read us some literature written by Jedgar, the poet. Before we get to all that, we got to give a big shout out to our friends at GoMart. This episode of ITG is brought to you commercial free. Thanks to our friends at GoMart. We will do some headlines here briefly and some at the 50 before we get to Professor Schmidt. So gentlemen, uh, the headline here is according to The Athletic, Arizona State University coaching staff members were leaking information to their opponents in hopes of making Herm Edwards look bad, trying to get him fired, which he was. Gentlemen, this is a crazy story. I'm sure this is going to continue to develop over the next few weeks, few months, throughout the course of this regular season. But wow, uh, potentially coaches from Herm Edwards' staff leaking information to their opponents. I don't know if I've ever heard of anything like this. If true, the if true, yes, it's one of the more despicable things I've heard in quite some time. Uh, I, I can't even imagine that the fraternity and brotherhood that exists within a program, within the staff, the interactions between the families—they uh, are your family. Uh, I, I just can't begin to imagine. Now, uh, let's start with this: Herm Edwards lost his job. Uh, he's not beyond reproach. I mean, there was all kind of craziness in terms of infractions, and there was some shady, there were some shady things that appear to have been going on there. And as the guy in the head chair, he has to bear some responsibility, but but that doesn't mean he deserved something like this to be sabotaged within the house of me by his own staffers. I, I mean, I, I I just can't even imagine what that would be like, Owen, to to have staffers reaching out or leaking information about, I don't know what it was from a personnel standpoint, from a game plan standpoint, let the investigation take place. Uh, I hope, I certainly hope that they find out that, you know, they were misled. They were misguided. This didn't in fact happen because what a black eye. I mean, if this happened, uh, those guys should never coach again. Anybody that was involved should never coach again. Uh, and I don't often say that about many things, uh, that that that's to me that's not an overreaction uh, that's a black eye to so many things it's a it's a black eye to your staff members uh, to the players to the school to the game the integrity of the game takes a hit there if that happened wow Owen thoughts yes Jed uh, <laughs> from my many years as a professor in the small town of what you call it Mississippi I know of a brotherhood like a coaching staff. And for any of those to backstab us in the back like they did to Coach Edwards is a disgrace to the game. He's in character. If you're, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, listen, I know that I, I, I usually, I think I plug our YouTube channel once or twice every episode, but... This is the week. If, you're, if you've only been rocking with us in podcast audio form, make sure you're checking this out on YouTube because Owen is 
He's on the Titanic couch again. He's ready to be painted like one of his French girls. He's got the glasses. He's got the getup, and he he is ready to go here. I, I absolutely love it. Uh, we're going to we're going to get to Professor Schmidt reading uh, a children's story about Bevo in, in just a couple minutes here. Uh, the other headline I got for you, Jed, uh, quickly: uh, Dirk Cutter, um, a little promotion at Boise State after some reshuffling of the coaching staff there for the Broncos as well. Yeah, after a two and two start, uh, their offense hasn't looked all that so. Uh, they fired the OC. It's not that often that a school, much less a group of five, much less a group of five school like Boise, is going to have Dirk Cutter, a guy, a former NFL head coach, a former Power Five head coach, on staff as an analyst to plug and play and put him right in and say, "Hey, can you fix what ails us offensively?" Uh, but yeah, he'll be calling the shots and running the offense for the Broncos uh, after their two and two start. But that's newsworthy. Certainly is. Certainly is here. Before we go into the classroom with Professor Schmidt, one last thing here. We'll go to the 50-yard line. Jed, uh, walk us through. We, we know the Mountaineers, you as well, too, will be heading to Austin this weekend to take on Texas. Uh, great city, great stadium there at DKR. It's, it's one of those places, you know, sometimes it's not exactly jam-packed and sometimes it can be a little wine and cheese, uh, but other times – you know, like we saw a couple weeks ago when Alabama came to town there, it can be absolutely electric. Um, I've been there in Austin, and I rented one of those electric scooters, and I drove around the stadium on the outside a few times when I was there a couple years ago. Uh, but give us, you know, walk us through the uh, the DKR stadium experience down there in Austin. Uh, the whole trip's an experience. Uh, we, we don't stay in Austin as a team. Uh, we stay nearby. Uh, and, and part of the experience always starts with uh, the dining experience because the barbecue is so tremendous oh, in that yeah. part of the world. Obviously, it's uh, it's hard to beat Big 12 barbecue and it's hard to beat, you know, Texas barbecue. But uh, I'll tell you this. We eat at Salt Lake. This will be our sixth trip since we joined the Big 12. It's hard to imagine that to Austin. But but we eat at Salt Lake barbecue every trip. That's the only place in the Big 12 circuit that we don't shift up and mix around and move around. That's been a, become a staple for me and Tony and coach Wallace and the crew. We like it so much that it's the only place out of all the destinations on the circuit. We go to the same spot each time. And that's the salt lick barbecue, open pit barbecue in round rock, Texas, uh, a tremendous place. I can even tell you the history of it. The founder back in the fifties, he was a construction worker. He wanted to find, he was traveling the state of Texas and he wanted to find a way they just moved to the area. And he wanted to find a way to stay closer to home and always be by his family. So he took out a legal pad and he wrote down the 54 things that him and his family could do from a business standpoint that he could stay home. OK, well, one of the things he could do, he liked to barbecue at family outings and people loved his barbecue. Well, barbecue was number 14 on his list of 54. Hmm. So he decided to run with it. But I'll tell you what I wish they'd do. I wish they'd publish that list. That's what would be intriguing because it's on the stories in the back of the menu. But. If was, good barbecue was, was number 14 on the list, yes. I mean, what was one through 13? What were the top 13, exactly. billion-dollar ideas there. Yeah, exactly. So, But it's a great place. Open pit barbecue at its best. I mean, you can't go wrong. I mean, you want to go with the Thurman's Choice. That includes some brisket, some pork ribs, a little bit of everything, some sausage. But Thurman's the name of the, fa the, fa the father who founded it. But Salt but, Lick Barbecue? Salt Lick Barbecue, yeah. If you're, it, There's like three of them in the general Austin area, but we go to the one in Round Rock. But – but uh, when you make your way into the stadium, guys, I mean, there's statues everywhere. There's history everywhere. There's, 
there's there's a little there's eye candy everywhere you turn even before you make your way into the visiting locker room uh as you as you imagine can imagine you know press row is pretty sweet the broadcast booth isn't all that bad so but I, I tell you what's not terrific and that's the visitor's locker room and it's down in the one mm. lower corner uh in the north end zone and oftentimes when mountaineer fans make their way they're they're surrounding that tunnel that we come out of because what happens is you leave that locker room and you climb to get onto the field you climb a handful of steps uh and you find yourself immediately when you enter the field you're surrounded by mountaineer fans hanging over as they're looking at the team okay and this sea of burnt orange a hundred thousand burnt orange fans and there's this enclave of, of mountaineer fans over in that corner uh well as soon as you get onto the field you're you're up against the back line of the end zone and that's where the texas marching band is and you make your way across there you kind of have to dodge them that's where big bertha the giant drum and they're pounded on the drum and you hear it and you make your way across through them over to the opposite sidelines that's our sideline the visitor sideline is the opposite sidelines and if you make your way on down the opposite sidelines down in the one corner above it is Godzillatron. That's the giant scoreboard. And I remember back in 2012, uh, Godzillatron flashing when we were in the top five, when they were number 11. It was a big matchup, a night game two for that one, two unbeaten teams. Largest crowd in DKR Stadium history, 101,851. It was flashing on the Jumbotron. Uh, so that was a heck of an environment that night. That's also the same corner of the field where Smokey the cannon is. There's the crew of like five to seven folks operating that cannon. They fired after every Texas score. That's another piece of uh, allure there. Now, for those keeping score at home, that's also the same corner of the end zone where Will Greer ran the two-point conversion in. He did it right in front of Smokey the cannon and fired that football right at the crowd, right at the, uh, the stands, the wall of the stands right there. Now, if you make your way over behind, past Smokey the cannon behind that end zone, toward the other sideline, that's where Bebo's pen is in the opposite corner of the end zone. Now, you, you see Bebo long before you, you smell him, I should say, long before you see him, okay? I mean, you probably smell him 100 yards away, but his pen's over there in the corner. Of course, he's so sedated that uh, he, he's somewhat disinterested by the time you make your way to this he's football. On, he's game. on those gummies. As yeah, he's on those gummies. Say. Plenty of gummies. Plenty of gummies. But Bebo is – I do enjoy a good gummy as well. Bebo. <laughs> good gummy Bebo. so now i'm not often on that side because that's technically the texas sideline you're you're working your way around that corner but i'll tell you one time i was and that was back in 2018 they had an injury to a texas d lineman and of course i can't get injury updates unless i go through tv so i was sure. working my way over there to get the tv sideline reporter to see if she can give me an update so i could do a report on the broadcast and as i did i heard the crowd start i was right in front of bebo's pen and i heard the crowd just re react and respond and just erupt. And I turned around and that's when I saw David, David Sills sprinting towards me from 60 yards away. And that's when he had the long touchdown grab from Will. And so he ended up 10 feet in front of me. I had my phone out taking pictures when he did his famous double horns down in the end zone. That's like 10 feet in front of me. That was right in front of Bebo. So it was almost like the horns down was for Bebo, the double horns down from David Sills. But uh, that's right in that corner. Uh, and uh, I was over on that side, and I'm not typically there. Now, on our sidelines, here's a little story that I'll work my way toward the finish with this. I came down from doing pregame in the booth, and half hour before kickoff or so, I'm on our sidelines. Now, I see this, this guy walking up our sidelines, and he has on his shoulders, he has a baby, uh, a little toddler, 
wearing this just adorable longhorn outfit. And I thought my, my wife would love that outfit. That's so cool. That's so cute. So I thought I'm going to get a picture of this, this baby and text it to my wife. I'm going to ask this guy if I can get a picture. So I go up and, and, and he's waving to a friend of his in the crowd. He's making his way again. It's our sidelines empty. The kids are on the field for pregame for warmups. So I go over and, and he's talking to a friend of his, like gesturing to him in the crowd, like he's going to make his way up there. And so I start pecking him on the shoulder. I was going to get his attention and say, hey, can I get a picture? Can I get a picture? Well, this guy for 20 yards, I'm pecking him on the shoulder. And I'm like, wow, this guy won't even look. So finally, after 20 yards, I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? He stops dead in his tracks and he turns around and looks. And I was shocked not once, but twice because A, it was Matthew McConaughey. I had no idea. I had no <laughs> idea it was Matthew McConaughey. And B, that's when he'd lost all that weight to film Dallas Buyers Club. So it was this very emaciated, gaunt version. So it looked kind of freaky of Matthew McConaughey. And he was pale in the face and his jawbone was sticking out. And he's like, can I help you, friend? And I realized I was about to ask Matthew McConaughey for a picture of his child. And I was like, nope, I'm good. You just keep moving along. So that was my Matthew McConaughey encounter. And I remember going into the locker room and telling Dane, and he said, I think he's been at every game I've coached here. So it's almost like you're not truly battle tested as a media member uh, until you have a Matthew McConaughey story working, a DKR. And I remember going back into that locker room after the big win in 2018, Dana crowd surfing the team. Okay. I remember that. And then one of the other things I remember, there's a lot of memories. I remember Kaiser's white Kaiser white's hit on Shane Bouchelle was down in that same end of the field where he just decleated him. We all remember that big hit Kaiser had. And then I remember after that game in 2012 uh, out, this is when Gino was hotter than Texas chili as, as Rick Neuheisel would say a front runner for the Heisman big game that night. He was out in a dark corridor by our team buses signing autographs for Texas fans. And you could barely see it, but it's it's a great venue, great place to experience and take in a football game. I'm excited to be down there again, but with that behind us, now for the good stuff. All right, all right, all right. It's time for Professor Schmidt. He's been sitting there seductively on his couch for the first 14 minutes. Well, now it is the professor's time uh, to take us into the classroom here. Owen, reading some literature from Jedgar Allan Poe. It's a children's story about the stinky, smelly, sedated Bevo. Professor Schmidt, Professor Schmidt, the ballad. Take it away. The stage is yours. Wesley, Jedgar, thank you for having me. <laughs> Before every illustrious child story I tell, I like to have a small snack. So I brought over some Welch's grapefruit snack packs. Oh, man, those are my favorite snacks. Did you that I had in my son's diaper bag. Did you bring enough for the whole class, or is that not a rule anymore? Hey, come on, share, man. Wow, those look oh, those look juicy. He also had a leftover apple juice that I'll savor here for a moment. <laughs> oh, I got some. I got some apple juice here that I'm drinking as well. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing like snack packs and wetting your whistle with some good old-fashioned apple juice. <laughs> just just a reminder. Make sure you're watching this on YouTube, people. All right? From the elongated tongue of one Jedgar Allan Poe. Horns down. A ballad of one stinky, sweaty, poor Bevo. 
Poor Bebo was so sad, so sad, so sad all around. Everywhere he turned, he saw horns down. From Lubbock to Waco to Fort Worth and the Little Apple, the gestures by opponents was followed by a cackle. From Norman to Lawrence to Stillwater and Ames, the inverted hookum told Bebo he was lame. Even in the mountains where they sing country roads, Bevo was tormented by the horns down episodes. Not fair, not fair right now, blow your whistle. Bevo ordered to the Big 12 official. Why so sensitive? Asked the ref with a snicker. In Texas, it appears, even the complaints are bigger. Instead of lamenting what's turned upside down, why not to do the same with your pouty puss frown? Bevo huffled and he puffled, not liking that at all. He started whimpering and was ready to brawl. It shows disrespect and where should I start, he says. It delivers a dagger into my burnt orange heart. Tell those cyclones and bears and K-State wildcats, if they do it again, we'll keep acting like brats. <laughs> Warn those Sooners and Pokes and West Virginia Mountaineers too, another horns down will cost them 15 yards, it appears. Horns down is offensive, so it's clearly wrong, and complimenting feels weird without somehow still blaming Coach Charlie Strong. <laughs> so you frogs, you Jayhawks, you Texas Tech Red Raiders, don't be disgracing our proud 40 acres. Keep your hands in your pockets and just play along as we belt out our lyrics to the work along the railroad song. going to have to wet my whistle after that line. It's a terrible gesture, so see your way out. Yep. Damn it, Jed. Uh -huh. It's a terrible gesture, so see it our way. And if you don't believe us, ask Matthew McConaughey. We're easily upset and horns down fills us with spite. Don't you dare be thinking it's all right, all right, all right. <laughs> the end. Professor, will this be on the quiz next week? Or <laughs> Professor Absolutely, son. Sure, we've been taking copious notes, Professor. Uh, I give like oh. a once wise man once told me. <laughs>
That's a I wrap. I provide the professor with a pronunciation key when I send these. This one only had one word in it. McConaughey. McConaughey. <laughs> that was good. That was, oh. I tell you what, uh, Professor Schmidt with the with the incredible delivery, Jedgar Allen Poe. Uh, way in words that only he has I tell you what that is that is just absolutely fantastic no I want apple juice Dan oh that was good stuff that was good stuff this has been a special edition of ITG our no huddle episode 13 thanks again to GoMart they uh, allow us to do all of this commercial free for all of you out there uh, a reminder, this is not our only bit of literature that we'll be publishing as it relates to the uh, to the Longhorns. Uh, make sure you're, you're keeping uh, in touch with us here as we will have our full WVU Texas uh, preview episode dropping in the next couple of days. Owen just sitting there seductively sipping that apple juice. I mean... We need a screen grab of that. I tell you what. <laughs> Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio has nothing on you. I tell oh, you. come on, you French girl. I tell you, all Paint he me. needs. Draw me holding this apple juice. Only this apple juice. Only this apple <laughs> I would need a larger bottle if that were the case. <laughs> oh, man. I, I love it. I love it. Hope you guys are enjoying. Hope you've enjoyed this uh, this special edition of ITG. These are our no huddles. Again, make sure you're, uh, you're rocking and rolling with us all over social media. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, In The Gun Podcast. Get involved with our polls on Twitter. Uh, make sure you're subscribing on YouTube so you can see Owen, his apple juice, and his beautiful couch, and his sweater, and his glasses. And I mean, I tell you what. Jeez Louise. We got to get People Magazine over there because the world's sexiest man, it's just that's a wrap for next year. For Owen Schmidt the professor and the runaway beer truck. And of course the signal caller, Jed Drenning, Jedgar Allen Poe. We all go horns down this week, every week, but especially this week. We'll talk to you guys again here soon for our full WVU in Texas breakdown. <laughs> You've been in the gut. Horns down. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.